Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, there's just something about sports and the athletes. People get this unrealistic belief that they're somehow being able to, to be better than anybody else in their sport makes them this unbelievably good person or smart with money or they attribute all these things to them that they don't necessarily have. Excellent example. Look at the NFL. A few years back, we had one of the biggest name linemen in the NFL hit his wife. I think at the time she was his girlfriend in the elevator. They got on the security cam. It was beautiful footage. Not the hit, but just like you could see it and it wasn't even a question that it was him. Hit his then girlfriend. She almost does a full flip. Now, you know what? It's not even in his defense. Um, seconds before it happened, she was hitting at him. She was pissed at him. And it's like, okay, did she come after him? Yes. Was he in any danger? No. So the fact that he responded with that is, it's kind of like spanking a baby with a bazooka. You know, it was ridiculous retaliation. But everybody was shocked because he's supposed to be an example for the kids. No, he's not. He's supposed to be a lineman in the NFL. That's what he gets paid for. That's what he's famous for. So the idea that somehow being able to shove people around in, in pursuit of a pigskin that somebody else is carrying and trying to throw or run it downfield somehow makes you this better person is ridiculous. And it carries over into every other sport. I mean, you, you see these guys uh, in the UFC. Conor McGregor threw a luggage rack through the window of a tour bus and almost one fighter almost lost his vision. Here's the weird part. The UFC actually got the police involved. He had to turn himself in and he faced the music as opposed to the NFL, which is kind of like, I don't know, kind of like the Catholic Church, you know, shuttling around the player. Just, oh no, we're taking care of it internally. Internally, the man committed a crime. But for those that somehow think that these athletes owe it to you to be better people so that they can help raise your kids, here's a thought. Your children should never have it in their head that an athlete is who they should emulate. If they want to see who is a man to emulate, it should be their father. If they're looking for a woman to emulate, it should be their mother. And if it's not, if that person hasn't risen to the task, ask yourself why. You know, if you're the mother and the father is a piece of shit, what the hell's the matter with your test, with your choices? Why would you choose somebody who's a shitty example of a man? And if you're the man and the mother's a piece of shit, what the hell's the matter with you? You know, it can't just be, oh, they're fun in bed. So I guess they'll make a great parent. No, you have to be a little bit more responsible there. I realize that a lot of people get upset when you start talking about, you know, the athletes being uh, sex offenders, domestic violence, practitioners, harassers, abusers, assaulters, because when it comes down to it, they are just human beings. And quite a few of them have had a shitty enough life that they're not necessarily good people. They just happen to be rich people. You want to see some of the biggest crimes that ever went on, take a good look at Harvey Weinstein. I mean, just a, a fraction of the stuff he pulled off made it to court. The stuff that didn't would put, you know, Stephen King would have nightmares over. But he was really rich. Why wasn't he this better person? Because he wasn't. 
He was somebody that used his power and his fame and fortune and everything to basically assault women. See also Bill Cosby. Cosby was the one that hurt me the most because Cosby came across as such a, a nice guy. As like America's dad, I think they called him when the Cosby show was flying high in like the 80s and 90s. I mean, Harvey Weinstein, you could look at and say, okay, he's a scumbag. Just without knowing anything about him. You don't know his name. You don't know what he does for a living. You could look at him and go, hey, he's got that beady-eyed, you know, just creeper look. Whereas Bill Cosby, oh my God, he was the great guy. He was everybody's favorite guy. He would talk to you about pudding pops. But I think that's why we get so... You either go one direction or another. You know, you either think that they are beyond evil or you don't believe anything anybody tells you. And it really has to do with just your perception of them. And it's distorted by that. The logic gets in the way, so you just kind of discard the logic and go with your own perception. But that whole convoluted way of looking at it, you love them, you hate them, you either don't blame them at all or you blame them beyond what they ever should be blamed for, is where today's episode comes from. In Xanadu did Kublai Khan build his pleasure dome on today's caffeinated humor. time between fighting your way through TSA's Checkpoint Charlie and being forced to throw out your coffee that you just bought a few seconds ago and when you're actually let onto the plane used to be a crappy boring time. Unless, of course, the airport has a kick-ass sports bar. Welcome to LA International. Now, if I can do just a sidebar here for a second, I, I don't understand the wisdom of there is a Starbucks a stone's throw from the TSA checkpoint. So, being a caffeine-addicted human being, I went and got a nice venti something delicious. You know, it was a dark roast. I believe it was from Panama. But get up there, sipping my coffee. It's just getting to the point where it's just a little too hot to begin drinking. And I've got about two people ahead of me before they're going to check my, my ticket and my ID. And the guy goes, you're going to have to throw that away. It's like, <sighs> I would argue with them, but I know how these people are. There is no arguing with them. They don't have any other answers. They can only give you this. I say this, and I have a family member that is actually working for them. So, but it's my frustration. It has nothing to do with them. So, got to throw away my coffee. That already puts me in a bad mood. And normally, I would stay in a bad mood. But this place is even better than your local sports bar because of the fact that you know everybody in the crowd at the airport sports bar is unarmed. At that point, and by point, I mean several Mexican beers later, feel free to tell the diehard sports fan that his his biggest hero, uh, sports hero, is a sexual predator. I mean, the worst he can do is beat you with his fists, and you can fight back. Now, being short and chunky is not really going to kick a lot of ass in this world, but it is what it is. Words are my fists, and I'm kind of bigger than most in that regard. It's the vocabulary version of having a really big dick. Okay, so half of you are annoyed right now. And if it bugs you, be sure to let me know. Otherwise, cram it up your ass, keep it to yourself. Otherwise, I'm going to assume you all wholeheartedly agree with me. 
Ah, the arrogant freedom of doing a podcast. And the best thing about the airport sports bar, and all sports bars really, is that children are persona non grata there. Kind of like the He-Man Woman Haters Club, but for children. The reason I bring this up is that there is a young child screeching at the tops of, of his lungs outside the bar. Really going to town, and I can barely hear him. What I can hear... I hear whistles, I hear buzzers, I hear sports going on because there's three TVs in front of me and there's three different sports going on. Awesome. You know, I'm so glad my kids are grown. Now the sports guy is back with his, hey, charges were dropped defense. I counter with a fictitious study that I made up for that moment that claims that sexual assault is actually repressed homosexuality. This is almost too easy. For reasons unknown, He gives me a shot of Jägermeister. Oh, God help me now. That vile cough syrup shit will be the end of all of us. Now, the sports fan has either decided that he will convert me through alcohol or perhaps, taking after his hero, date rape me. Either one is really kind of detestable. Plus, telling him this has raised his voice to a volume that is making the bartender a little nervous. You know, that's never a good sign. Once again, I remind myself that I need to remember that the general public are not my psychological playthings. And it is tough sometimes. I concede that a a ring is impressive. And whether or not this person is a, a pimp or a professional sports athlete, it still makes the point. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's official pimp speak, by the way. Now, in the end, the sports guy is a blast as most Tunnel Vision fanatics are. I'm not a a huge fan of his particular favorite sport. I'm not going to go into it right now. I don't want to argue about that. But that, you know, it's not necessarily... His sport is not necessarily my fault. I mean, I'm a short guy, didn't play the sport he loves growing up. Now, I entered a high school at 4'6", graduated 4'11". There was not a lot of pickup basketball or football played... You know, I was never big in lacrosse. You know, I never dreamed of big league, you know, greatness. I wrestled for a period in high school. Never had the kind of talent that made me dream of, you know, the Olympics or anything. Nowadays, if you go to the Olympics, afterwards, everybody's wondering when you'll get into MMA. Now, I had the shame and privilege to match up against the kid that went on to be an alternate for uh, the Olympics. It was both fascinating and embarrassing. I was thrown around like a rag doll for the duration of the match, which in reflection was mercifully short. Also, I found that the bartender is a, a the he's the same fan of the same team as the sports dude, and he didn't have a sense of humor. Thankfully, I only drink beer, so the option of watering down my drinks or spitting in them is not there. Well, the spitting could be. I just have to watch him for that one. Besides, given my obnoxious nature, I look for that one anyway. How sick is that? Not so sick. I actually once caught an angry server delivering a little DNA customer adjustment. I don't hold that against the servers in general. Doesn't mean I trust them. Do you know what I'm saying? Hey, hope you liked today's episode. Like it, subscribe to it. Hell, there's a link around here to help support it. But most importantly, listen to more episodes. You can also go to Amazon. You're going to find a series of books under the name Caffeinated Humor based on the podcast. 
Take care and have a great day.